Okay, welcome to episode 59 of the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. My name is Tony Esmond, co-publisher at Tribute Press. This week joining me is the UK Indie Press's own Mignola, artist on books such as The Hordes of Surrey, Resurrection Men, and many more. Yes, it's uh, Reach Illustration himself. It's Rory Donald. Hello, Rory. How you, man? How you doing, Tony? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're such pros aren't we we've only yeah, been talking yeah. for 10 minutes but we pretend like oh how amazing hello how are you yeah no very good yeah so you're just telling me how windy it is in the uh the wilds of uh is it cornwall you live isn't it it is yeah, yeah. Up, uh, up, um, north coast up at tintagel right okay so, uh, yeah it's, it's, it sort of sticks out a bit on its own as it is let alone me living on the highest point of it you were so for those the americans listening King Arthur Land, as I like to call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Allegedly, he was born here. I think. I think yeah. that's the uh, one. The little snippet of claim we've got with the rest of the country, but he's he's had a bit of something going on in every part of the nation. I think. And... Yeah, there you go. He's lovely down there, man. I, I've told yeah. you, I've got a cousin who lives on the the other coast. Um, yeah. I go down there quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, much. Stunning, stunning down there. Yeah, really is. Good. Now, bit of a change of pace this week because you have chosen a book to, for us to talk about, but it's one that I previously had not read. Um, you can't read everything. Um, well, I was going to say that was a that was a lucky dip that one then. <laughs> so, what have you chosen for us to read, dude? I have chosen, uh, probably unsurprisingly to those that know me, but the Umbrella Academy first volume of Apocalypse Suite by nice. Ian Gabriel Bay or Bay. I'm not quite sure how you pronounce the second one. Yeah, I think it's right. That's fine. I think it's Bar. I'm going to say Bar. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. we'll stick with Bar then. Oh, good, all the way through. We'll stick with that. Yeah. 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 Now, um, I've read it. And we so we will be talking about the first volume. I haven't read the second, the next two. I think there's three yeah. all, is there now? There's three all together now, yeah. Yeah. Um, but feel free to, don't worry about spoiling it for me. I'm, I'm you know, I'm okay with that. Um, and <laughs> you've also, uh, you've also got me to watch seven episodes of a TV, TV series I wouldn't otherwise have watched. I watched the, uh, watched it over my lunch break at work since we agreed to date. So that's good. We can have a little chat about that as well. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> so... We'll get into a summary of what it's about, but I think firstly, where did you, how did you first come about? Now, I find this really interesting, man, because if there's ever an artist that I compare you to, it's Magnolia, and the second one I always compare you to is Bar, because Gosh. I think your styles are very similar. So yeah. this is interesting to me, where you first discovered it and what influence it had on you, at what point in your sort of artistic right. life, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. Um, basically, I've been buying mainly trades, um, back in the sort of end of, yeah, I suppose late nineties. Um, yep. I didn't have many, any sort of handy comic shops nearby. So I picked up books whenever I could get them, um, WH Smith's places like that. And I was trying out all kinds of stuff. I went from, uh, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name already now, Arkham Asylum with, uh, okay. Grant Morrison, you know, I sort of gone from that range. I was going through all the Sin City books with Frank Miller and I was trying to find my way around it thinking I like the black and whites of, uh, Frank stuff. I'm really into that, but yeah. it's not quite my style. And uh, yeah, I stumbled over um, the Umbrella Academy was my first lean into that. Those two artists were, you know, between him and um, Mignola. Um, yeah. Um, I hadn't gone into Mignola stuff then. I, I literally went straight onto this. So this was my first Gabriel um, Bars work. And wow, okay. It, it resonated with me. Um, it, it looked familiar in a weird way. It was almost like someone was drawing the way I wanted it to come out of my head. Yeah. Um, so that's what pulled me in, I think, was the, uh, and that was literally off the front cover. Um, you know, they got that white, um, front cover of, um, the white violin on the front there. Yeah. Well, on the, on the trade anyway, on the paperback. I think you've got the deluxe volume in the end. No, you tried to get me to spend lots of money as people do. No, that's what I was worried about. I was trying to get you a, 
I was trying to get you a cheap copy of this. I thought, I'll find him a second-hand copy and send it up because I feel guilty he's had to go no, and you buy didn't. it. And... No, no, no. And I, and I enjoy buying them, man. That's part of it. But um, oh, I looked at it, and I think the first one that came up on Amazon was some super deluxe version. Well, and I, I think I messaged you, you saying, I'm not spending I'll... 50 quid. Yeah. yeah. Then I, I found one that was cheap. Yeah. Thought, he's, got, he's just blown 50 quid on that. If he doesn't like it, I've had it. <laughs> no, it was good. No, it was worth um, it. And I bought, I bought the single trade of the first miniseries, um, oh, which was which was very good. Now, are you able... It's, it's Now, it's a funny one to give a summary of, isn't it? Because it's... Yeah. So, well, this is, shall, I, shall I start thrashing about trying to give a summary? Please, yeah, because uh, I, I think mine's, mine's probably a bit vague. Yeah. Go join in as we go. So... <laughs> um. On a certain day, a number of children were born to women who were not pregnant. Mm. That's about right, isn't it? That and, is, yeah. And a professor gathered together. He managed to find seven of them. And yeah. he gathered them together and trained them to save the world. Yeah. So this is a book that time jumps quite a lot. It does, um, yeah. And so you've got them as kids, and the, and the iconic image that we see in our heads of when someone says the Umbrella Academy of them in school uniforms with little Robin-style yeah. masks. But we also then jump backwards and forwards, but the, the, the more recent one, Time Zone, is he's died. Um, we don't yeah. know whether he's been killed or he's just died. And they they've broken up and they gather back together. And some of them have changed and some of them have moved on. And some of them have had experiences, and one of them has died. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay. Now, so this is very much a, a sort of design and heavy book. So I'll run you through the characters. So we've got Space Boy Luther Hargreaves, um, who has his, who appears to be a sort of normal kid looking kid, but due to an accident has his head put on the head of a large monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and looks very cool. Um, it does it, and it yeah. took me a while to realise that wasn't a suit. Yes. When I first started reading it, I thought, is he, why is he in this big suit? Yeah, and also one of the differences with the TV series, because they kind of explain it differently yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Kraken, which is Diego Hargreaves, um, who can hold his breath for a long time. I don't know why that is. <laughs> why? Um, and he's very good with knives. Um, probably the standout character for me in the TV series, my favourite. Right, um, yeah. The rumor, Alison Hargreaves, and that, and she has an interesting power. Now, this is quite an imaginative one. She can start a rumor that spreads and people believe it. Yeah, is that yeah, right? Like, yeah, it's that kind of power of suggestion where she can yeah. get people to um, basically do whatever the sentence is that she sends them. Mm. You know, she begins it with, "I heard a rumor that you can do this and do it," and, uh, and they sort of go off and find themselves doing it. So, yep. yeah, she's got a persuasive manner. Cool. Uh, the séance, Klaus Hargreaves. And he can talk. To, he can talk to the dead. And in a little twist beyond the TV show, he's got sort of telekinesis, and he can fly. And um... yeah, he can, he can levitate without as long as he's got his um, feet out. As long as his feet are bare. He can oh, right. Levitate. Okay. Right. Yeah. Good. Um, the boy. I wonder if that occurred to him whilst in bed one night. You know, with his feet sticking out from under the covers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the boy who is number five, who is quite an interesting one. He can he can teleport. Um, he's got he shares serial killer with a, he shares DNA with a serial killer and he can time travel. Now he is the yeah. crux of the story where he is teleported into the future and seen it destroyed and then manages yeah. to after fifty years to find his way back. But is still in is still it returns back into the body of a I don't know is it like a ten year old boy isn't it sort of thing? Yeah he is yeah 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 he's yeah. ten years old and yeah he's sort of a sixty year old man stuck in a ten year ten year old body 
Yeah. Uh, but with the mind of a, an assassin and a killer, and a, yeah, he's lethal. And, uh, and, uh, and I mean, they're all iconic. The designs are actually pretty interesting. I, I like the. I think I much prefer the designs in the comic than the TV series. The comic looks yeah. so good. Um, yeah. Then we've got the horror, Ben Hargreaves, who has died. Yeah. Um, he and he can he turn into a sort of Cthulhu tentacle thing? Can he? Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. He seems or it seems to at least emanate from his from his being. Yeah, it comes out from around his stomach area, and he seems to have control okay. over these these tentacles. Yeah. Okay. And the final one, which is Vanya Hargreaves, who initially we think is powerless. Yeah. But she is in fact the white violin. So yeah, she turns out to be one of the most lethal one out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, most powerful one anyway. Beyond that, their mentor is Reginald Hargreaves, who's this sort of. If somebody somebody told you he was an escaped Nazi officer, you would you would believe it. He's that sort yeah. of criminal that mastermind. Color, he? Yeah. yeah, he goes under the name of the the, the monocle, isn't it? That's He's, right. Uh, yeah. And Doctor Pogo, who is um a chimp, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. quite cool. I like him as well. Um, yeah, he's got the ability to obviously talk and he dresses as a, a as a regular people. Um, very well yeah, acted very... on the show. Probably my favourite character. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, the designs mm. on these, I found this quite interesting. We'll talk about Gerard Way in a minute, but Gerard Way yeah. designed a lot of these characters and then handed them over to Barr to sort of tweak. Um, yeah. There's... It, that that's got to be part and parcel for you, man. The way these characters look, because they're so distinctive, aren't they? I th- yeah, I mean, this is what it was for me. The whole team. Um, I didn't know anything about Gerald Way either, by the way. Before the book started, I didn't realise he was a, a lead singer of a band that he was in. It was apparently very <laughs> well know, known. We're both a pair of um, old fogies, there, mate. That's yeah, well, that's what I was told. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to ask about. I found the age group was getting younger, so I got down to the right level of people that could tell me who it was. And I was like, ah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's why. I, when I saw I you know. at Thought Bubble a couple of years ago, wasn't yeah. he in the same room as us? He was in his signing over the other side of the nah, room, I think, wasn't he? That was a year I missed. Ah, oh, right. That okay. was a year I didn't get up. Yeah, because apparently the queue went right around the town. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wonder. Yeah, now I just missed him. Um, so, are there any other designs that really stick out for you, man? That you really enjoy the way they look, or anything about any of them, really? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Spaceball is obviously the most intriguing-looking character in terms of if I was to be drawing him, um, he would be very enjoyable because there's a lot going on there. I mean, he's got them funny little tubes and pipes coming out the front of his pants, yeah. and they seem to be tucked into the machine on his back that helps him fly as well. He's got big sort of units coming out of him, you know, and uh, big collars. And so I think his overall design is very interesting because his feet are like a small pair of hands almost isn't it like proper, yeah and he's got like that eight. sort of classic little head sticking out of a costume yeah isn't he? yeah yeah and, and it's just his overall size it, it, i don't know it just kind of really works as a because he, he's obviously the sort of leader of the team as well as it were um but he's sort of in yeah i suppose he's designed because i also like the kraken see I, I, yeah i kind of like the simplicity of his little black uh black and gray striped top i don't know why it works I'm it looking does, at it now, thinking, work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I know they kind of alluded to it slightly in the in the program as well, um, but the light had to be on his top just in the right way to suddenly notice. Oh, actually, there is there's thin stripes in there. Ah, so, right. So they okay. kind of they kind of went with it a little bit, but um, I miss that they didn't put the little skull and bones on his chest as well. I think yeah. it's, um, I don't know, it just works yeah, well. But yeah, he's my favourite character uh, of the seven of yeah. them. I think. Yeah. He's mine as well, to be fair. Um, and I was trying to look into why, and I sort of lent on the fact that I think it's because he's a little bit Batman-esque. Yeah, or he wants to be, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. wants to be the one doing it all on his own. Um, he's obviously got his little, that kind of odd relationship he has with the detective Lupo. 
later on in the book, you know, he's always popping up behind him unannounced and yeah. disappearing by the time the conversations are finished. And he's got a lot of that Batman stuff. And, and the way he argues with Luther reminds me a little bit of the way Batman talks to Superman. Okay, yeah, I get you. Yeah, no, I kind of picked out that maybe they were trying to pay Luther as being a bit of um big boy scout style. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a little bit goody. Um, yeah, I definitely. think maybe maybe they were playing with that. I don't know, but that's what I took out of it anyway when I was reading them. So yeah, I leant towards Kraken a bit more because I thought he he seems a little bit more um like he was trying to keep going as a hero. Well, it sounds as like though the rest of them were busy not doing it um for ages. You know, he comes back and there's one scene he's come back in saying something about while well, I've been out there putting people in the clink basically you were doing nothing you know sitting on up on the moon or whatever yeah that's the thing i like about it as well is they have um really different it's they put a team together but they've become so different like you've got the space boy on the moon you've got mm. uh the kraken who's basically nightwing i suppose batman right, you've got yeah. um the rumor who's actually been off got married got divorced and has a kid yeah and you know, they've got yeah, this was... real depth to them haven't they yeah this is it you know and she's kind of She's sort of slightly reluctant, I suppose, to get back involved in all this. It's been a long time for her, and she's got a lot going on in her personal life, you know. And yeah, I, was, I don't know. Just fun and seance as well. I mean, he's, uh, I don't know where he's been. You know, he's obviously just floated back in, yeah. still full of confidence and stuff, and obviously still got a bit, a bit of a drug addiction going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, of different sorts by the looks of it, but it, um, it's almost like he's looked at. It's almost like way he's looked at different genres within the medium and thought, right, well. Space Boy is Superman. He's my Superman. The Kraken is my Batman. Mm. Um, the Seance is my Hellblazer. The Boy is essentially like a Philip K. Dick character. The way he sort of travels backwards and forwards in right, time. Yeah, very sort yeah. of morally confused and, you know, all this sort of thing. And is a kid with this brain. It's, it's, there, there's some really interesting stuff going on here, I think. Um, yeah. That people don't get in the TV series. The comic, and I'll say it now, the comic is so much better than the TV series. Yeah. They couldn't, they could only replicate it in animation, I would say, the way, the way it's yeah. drawn. And, That's know. fair. That yeah. is fair, yeah. Because there was a lot of parts, when I heard they were going to make the TV series, I was obviously very intrigued on how they were going to tackle a lot of the parts of this. Um, and as it happens, they've actually bolted some of book two into it as well. Okay. Um, right. So yeah. So season one of the of the series is, is um yeah you're looking at a sort of spliced version of one and uh, books one and two. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's get on to Wayne in a second, but let's yeah. just mention the best opening of a miniseries ever, where <laughs> the the Eiffel Tower becomes alive and they have to fight it. That's just genius. I love that. Yeah. And it's it puts in, in sh complete and utter shade a load of morose characters wandering about in a TV series. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah. it's so good yeah this is, what, this, this is what caught me with the book was that opening line of it came from an atomic flying elbow yes. is what is yes. what made me turn the first page in it was like okay you've got me now already so what is this and he's fighting and then a the giant first... alien octopus in a yeah in a wrestling yeah. ring it's just genius. Massive wrestling ring. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah and then it says straight after that that when the babies were born yeah, um, yeah, boy. Um, without warning, and it said, uh, and in an occurrence of complete coincidence, so it had actually nothing to do with that opening at all. <laughs> it didn't, it was, did it? I kept yeah. thinking, who's that wrestler? And then I realised, no, <laughs> yeah. it's just cool. You know, it's just yeah, put it's, in because it's good. It's a, yeah. So that's what I liked was that bit pulled me in, and then as you say, you go through four pages of a very quick explanation as to who, you know, they were all yeah. born. He's picked them all up, like you said at the start of the program, and then yeah, straight into this idea that the Eiffel Tower's gone berserk. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm only ten pages in, and I'm already in the shop going. I'm buying it. I'm buying this. Yeah, this okay, is, yeah, yeah, good stuff. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was chatting to um, the guy who runs Krypton Comics in Walthamstow, and he's got a, a long box full of these, even oh. long before the series was even thought about. Yeah, he was saying, yeah, yeah. he says, I sell a couple of them every week. He says, just oh, still regular Brilliant. every week. I sell a couple yeah, of them. Yeah. I think, yeah. So let's. Well, I've seen a lot. Go on, oh, sorry, go on. No, you go on. Oh, I was just gonna say because I have seen a lot of comments now of people who only watch the show realizing that there's a comic attached. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of people who've been having a bit of back and forth on it. Going, oh, I had no idea there's an actual comic. <laughs> oh, mate, oh, I live in that world. Must... Yeah, 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 that's the Hilda so, world I live in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hilda, the second series has started. By the way, anyone that's listening. Brilliant. Um, Gerard Way. So Gerard Way, born the fourth of September, nineteen seventy-seven. Born in New Jersey in a place called Summit, lead singer famously of My Chemical Romance, also the founder of the DC Comics imprint Young Animal. Um, he also wrote the True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. Um, I watched a few interviews with him um, this week, um, mm. and he's got—I don't know—he looks like a like a classic rock star, doesn't he? Like in a goth band, and then yeah, now he looks a bit like a comic writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw in the forward at the start that Grant Morrison had had a, a sort of meet up with him. Yeah. Um, before and he sort of explains that he, he wasn't one of these um uh music musician idol types coming in trying to crash into comics he, he was really actually a comic a... fan yeah who wanted he, uh, yeah he sort of happens to do both i think you're right man and that's that's why i warm to him definitely i mean yeah i haven't listened to any music that's been made after 1981 for years but the he's so interestingly enough he's um he went to the school of visual arts and studied cartooning um, and he was there at the same time as James Jean, who does the covers for these books, which are oh. gorgeous covers. Yeah, strange yeah. coincidence. And I think James <laughs> Jean did the cover to one of the albums. Is it the Black Parade or something like that? I think it is. Oh, that name makes it better. I read that. Earlier, not yeah. incredible. Um, <laughs> and then, um, believe it or not, before he was in My Chemical Romance, Gerard Way was an intern at DC Comics. So that's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And he talks quite a lot about his um, his influences in this interview. They sort of it's one of those ones where they follow him around a comic shop, and he says, "Oh, buy this, buy that. Oh, this is really good," and this sort of thing, you know. Um, yeah. He says he's a fan of classic Doctor Who, so I'm glad he said right. classic. If he'd have said modern, I'd have been worried. Um, <laughs> he's a fan of Mobius. Um, cool. Quotes nice. June as his favourite novel, Ooh. and he says he reads it once a year. Um, his favourite illustrator, he says, is James Jean. Um, He's obsessed with Robin's costume, which obviously shines through with the uh, yeah. again in, in the in the Umbrella Academy, and he is um, obviously just utterly in love with Morrison's Doom Patrol, which you can see here totally. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a homage element to this as well, isn't there? You know. Yeah. Now, um, years ago, I'm going to say, God, must be fifteen, maybe ten, fifteen years ago, there was a Grant Morrison convention, so it was just for Grant Morrison fans, right, and it was right. held in Las Vegas. And I think it was, I think tickets were limited to, I'm going to say a hundred, but it may have been a thousand. I can't remember what it was. And they were, I think they were like a thousand dollars or something. Um, and you got to stay in a hotel, I suppose, as well in, in yeah, Las Vegas, yeah. you know. But um, Gerard Way was one of the guests. And there's a famous oh video of them playing, him playing a guitar and singing along with Morrison. And of course, Morrison <laughs> is, Morrison is in one of the Chemical Romance videos, isn't he? Oh, I didn't know, no. Yeah, no. He, he does some sort of, sort of acting in, in one of the videos. Oh, yeah. it's, it's nicely filmed, it's quite cool. Um, yeah. And you can really see the cross-pollination between the two of them, I think. I mean, heavily Morrison towards Way, but Way owns it, I think. He owns what he does. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's famously said that the, the um, Umbrella Academy is not a superhero comic. Um, right, I yeah. suppose in the same way that Morris. Have you read Morrison's Doom Patrol? 
I've, funnily enough, it was um, off the back of these. I started getting into those. I've only oh, just right. started them. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see, you can see there. There's they could they could yeah. be in the same universe, couldn't they? Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 Um, and we'll get on to a bit to that in a minute. But he's also, as we just said, he's the um, the head of the Young Animal imprint at DC, which contains the following: Shade the Changing Girl, Mother Panic, Doom Patrol, um, written by Gerald Way with Nick Derrington. That's interesting. Cave Carson. Uh, Gerald Wade's involved in that with the rioting with Michael Avenoming. Uh, Bug with um, Lee and Michael Allred. Uh, Eternity Girl by Mags Visaggio and Sonny Lou. Collapser and Far Sector. There's, there's, there's quite a lot of stuff there. Um, I'd reckon... I, Go on, mate, sorry. I was, well, I was just going to say, because I, I, I think I'm safe in saying now that it was about two years ago, maybe more than that now, um, Gerald Wade, he's got a brother, I think he's called Mikey Wade. Oh, okay. He was writing for, uh, they were going to do a, a Young Animals DC line coming out, and Sean Simon, who I think is the producer on the programme as well, he's, okay. he's currently doing one of the comics, um, there's a spin-off one coming out at the minute um, involving Klaus. Um, he messaged me on Twitter asking oh, wow. if I would would I want to be put in the hat to be uh, potentially selected as the artist for one of these um, Young Animals stories that was coming out. Mate. Um, naturally i jumped on and said yeah i reckon i can squeeze that in sean yeah yeah um i didn't get they didn't get back to me which was fine but the fact that i was even considered oh, made me smile what i was under those noses you know so um as an exclusive there i thought i'm safe in the same now it was two years ago if not more than that oh great news man <laughs> why yeah so... i thought we were friends rory and you haven't told me that before <laughs> that is a brilliant mate and i can't think of anyone more deserving and i think you'd totally fit in genuinely totally fit in i've been saying it for years um, Thank you. Yeah, good. Oh, that's exciting, man. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know whether I was allowed to say it or not, so I'd keep quiet for ages, and I was thinking, oh, well, I might as well. Just oh, I'll, I'll, I'll seven listeners. You got to promise seven listeners not to tell anyone. There you go. We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, there's um, a great video if you can find it online of him. He's on a road trip with Scott Alley. Honestly, Scott Alley's got that hair. Have you ever seen Scott Alley's hair? No. Yeah. No. He, I don't know why he doesn't, he doesn't do something with it. But they're on. Um, <laughs> They're travelling around the US and they're talking in the van and it's it's a great little conversation. It's a a nice it's it's a sort of Scott Alley a little bit older knows knows the industry talking with Gerard Way who's just like full of enthusiasm and love for it. It's just it's, it really is interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah really, really. It's on YouTube, is it? It is. Yeah, if I find the link tomorrow, man, I'll send it to you. But yeah, I'll try brilliant. to stick it in the show links. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Gabriel in a second and we're gonna talk about some themes and stuff. But I think what we said was we might choose a page each or choose a sequence each and just talk a little bit about why we like it. Um, yeah. Do you want to lead off, man? Um. Well, let's have a look. I mean, I've kind of <laughs> I was flicking through all kinds of stuff at the time. Going, well, the opening pages I commented on with the uh, flying atomic elbow was one that yes. pulled me in straight off. That is and so good. Pa- now you've read the next, you've read the next two volumes. Does does that wrestler appear or anything or? No, well, not, not unless I've missed him. Yeah, I get you. Because yeah. this was my thing. I thought he looked like he could turn out to be a great character to have as a, a later on point in the book. Yeah. Um, but I got so carried away, you know, following the book as you do, the way it takes you, you, you sort of clean forget about him in the end. Yeah, you do. But the, but the reason I'd stuck on this page was um, it was Dave Stewart's colours on it. Dave Stewart is um, amazing on this, isn't he? he yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You can see why he wins so many Eisners and stuff. Just well, it was the way he, got, he, he gets those lights in the background to pop out from the jet black. Yeah. Because obviously I like a lot of heavy ink in my work anyway, and so it, this also appealed because of that. And I presumed the heavy ink fascination was coming off the back of the Sin City stuff that I've been pouring over okay. you know, beforehand i was i was i knew i was le- leaning towards a lot of heavy inks but when i saw this and how dave stewart seemed to get his colors to 
stack on top of each other and make these lights pop out and the, you know the difference yeah. in the in the, on, the purple on the crowds and the shading it's just on page two there's a, the top panel is lovely because it's got him basically you know holding his arm up as if he's won the yeah. bout and but the light shining off the back of him is just beautifully done yeah Really yeah, it's just good. lit up under his arm there and down the side of him, and yeah. it's just everything about it. And that was what was, you know, sort of calling me in with it with, with part of the book. Same with the, the baby underneath in the next panel, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he has these interesting little kind of squares of colour going on on the ground or on the walls or in the sky, just behind it. And you sort of, it just makes it the extra part of that plain background pop out a lot more, you know. Yeah, it really does. Um, the other thing you mentioned to me is the, um, the use of um, splash pages as title pages. Yeah. Which I, I really like. There's there's a number of and they all have very interesting uh, little quotes almost, don't they? Uh, that hark back to other other mediums or other books and stuff like that. For example, one is we we only see each other at weddings and funerals. Um, yeah, love that one. That's uh, uh, the page on part two, and on part four is baby I'll be your Frankenstein across a dark page and just crammed into the bottom left is um, yeah is her being worked on the white violin being worked on in a sort of steampunky techno bed yeah just yeah. this weird little machine thing that she's strapped onto yeah cables coming out of her and the, the little light bulbs that are sitting on top of the set again you know it's, it's a simple little kind of sort of yellowish green yeah that is square, nice. well, yeah. shape he's got but it makes it jump off that black ink and uh and bar, I don't know, it's, bar knows it's bar knows what he's doing there because he, obviously she's the white violin so he throws in yeah. as part of the machinery um, the sort the thing you would get the the speaker though or you, whatever you would call it yeah. the horn you would get on an old school record player you know it's uh, yeah like his master's voice style um, yeah exactly sort of trumpet yeah. horn isn't it? yeah yeah the Icarus Theatre two days before the apocalypse and I like the um, the font they use the way it runs across the page it's uh, it's almost a newspaper font and not quite isn't it it's almost yeah. A headline and not quite it's um yeah part three is amazing dr terminal's answer that's so i mean do you know what i mean yeah uh, yeah it's a thing i'd love to have picked these up in tra- in um floppies every you know every month or so would have been yeah that's yeah. true okay you know i can imagine only having that bit for the month would have been left me hanging more yeah and more, you know obviously having the trade you can devour it in a bloody few minutes you know if you're yeah. really piling at it but um yeah to have had those openings Every odd month would have, would have been a odd treat. Yeah, I agree completely. The um, the the page I was going to go for is um, yeah. quite an unusual one. Now you we were chatting before, and I said I'm going to choose this page, and you said you thought I would. So it's, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So mine is um, a couple of pages into is it issue four? I think four. Yeah. There's no yeah. page numbers on this. Yeah, it's about six pages into issue four, and it's um uh, quite abstract, but it's um blood streaking pouring down the side of a wall and overplaying, underplaying it is musical notes. It's on a black background with red of the blood and red as the musical notes scored in, like scratched into the the, uh, the wall. Mm. And overplaying over the top of that are three white minimalistic panels. One is just an eyeball. Uh, one is, I think, a face. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at that facing, and it looks as though the, the character the, who's the um, who's kind of overseeing the torture of is uh, obviously the, the conductor. Yes, yeah. And his face, he doesn't really have one in his everyday look he's kind of it looks like a mask with no nose isn't it he's yeah. just got a pair of eyes and, and, like and a sort of jagged thing. mouth yeah but this face on here it, it's almost like i was wondering is that what she's seeing underneath his yeah i his wondered mask? if it, i wondered if it was the outline of something in a background of bright light which is where she's going to she's becoming this white right. white creature um yeah it's an interesting one it's 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 yeah. unusual but it's it's 
not jarring. I, I I loved it when I saw it, and I thought, oh, I like that sort of thing. Um, mm. It's the sort of thing that might maybe Martin Simmons or someone would do in his work. Right, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really nice, and I like that. I like the. I mean, I've put, I've got, one of my questions here is a big box, and in the middle of it, it says experimentation question mark. And I think that's what they're doing there. They're they're allowed. They're allowing themselves. Um, and Way feels free enough, along with Bar, who he clearly trusts, to do this experiment. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I have seen the pair of them in a, in a, in a, slot, a small interview just talking about how he, uh, Gabriel just, you know, he, he's already lets him run with it because he knows what he's going to get back is going to be, yeah. uh, you know, adding to to what Gerard's already put out there. So um, yeah, so yeah. Gabriel Barr, b- born the sixth of the sixth, nineteen seventy six. That's something to say in there. Uh, yeah. Brazilian. Uh, he's the brother of Fabio Moon. Um, they've um, they've worked both together and separately on works you've got um gabriel's worked on casanova with matt fraction which is a great book oh, love it. So yeah. good. Um, and, and slightly different style than this you, you... yeah he has a, a kind of watercolor limited palette a little bit as well yeah 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 and uh gabriel's laughed in the past as well that um fabio's better at drawing women than him <laughs> and so um yeah i did notice when they did neil gaiman's um how to talk to girls at parties oh, of course yeah fabio seemed to get quite a lot of the work because there's obviously three main characters of women in that and uh yeah he, he seemed to have the bulk of the pages in that one but um in casanova obviously they swap over quite regularly and uh, i think they both do a good job of it yeah but, they do yeah 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 something about gabriel's work sort of speaks to me a bit more yeah, How to Talk um, to Girls at Party is another example of where the comic is much better. The movie was yeah. bloody awful. Oh, yeah. I didn't see a movie. Else. Yeah, yeah don't, you're not missing anything. Uh, Day, <laughs> uh, Day Tripper, which won them an, which won oh, them an Oscar, uh, yeah. an Oscar, an Eisner, um, which is my favourite work of theirs. And it's hard to yeah. talk about it without spoiling it. Because That's something happens. Yeah, oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I read it yeah. in one go on a flight, actually, um, Day Tripper, and was in tears. I think it's an yeah, amazing yeah. piece of work. It really is. Yeah. Same, yeah, and it shocked me. I didn't expect it to do that to me. And when it did, I was I sat back and put it down afterwards and had a breather. And yeah. was like, bloody hell! One of the most <laughs> one of the most complete and satisfying reads I think you'll find genuinely. I, yeah. I think it's it's yeah. one of those books that should be in those sort of evergreen lists that you see every so often, you know, but isn't and should be. Um, they started in self-publishing. Sunflower in the Moon, nineteen ninety-seven. Details he did with his brother at Dark Horse. Oh yeah, I've got that. Um, yeah. They did BPRD, nineteen forty-seven. Um, he did with yeah. his brother as well. Is, is, the, is, it, is that the one that's a vampire one? I can't remember now. For so did, much... there were, well, there was two actually. Yeah, there was 1947, and there was one called BPRD Vampire. That's I think right. they both had something to do with each other because I'm only just started dipping into that world as well. Oh, mate, that's an expensive world. Once you get started on that one, there's a few yeah. trades there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, now, I, I mean, inevitably, I think because you're part of the, uh, the 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 triangle i'm going to compare them to mignola i think i think there is yeah. there is a comparison to be made although not an immediate one it, sometimes it's they're very different sometimes they're a little bit the same i find bar and moon slightly looser and more cartooning yeah, yeah. maybe what's your opinion yeah, dude is it i expert? think that's fair yeah well yeah uh, very much so and and this is where it interested me even more was because i'd seen gabriel in an interview saying that he was obviously influenced by Mike as well. Yeah. And then I thought, well, that's made me smile because I've only got into Mike through Gabriel's because I was influenced by Gabriel's. And right. because I felt I had a similar-ish sort of style, or at least it was leaning that way. Okay. Um, you know, without blowing my own trumpet, of course. But I was looking at that thinking, there's something about his work that's doing it. And Mike's is a bit more, um, it's tighter. Okay. 
interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So Gabriel, so I felt, yeah, I think you're bang on the money there. He's a lot looser, and uh, and and I think that appeals to me more. If I had to choose between Mike and Gabriel, it'd probably still be Gabriel, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. They're um they are different. There's uh yeah you're right. There's a uh, a more intense nature maybe to Mignola's work for me from a sort of emotional point of view sometimes, even though yeah. it does play up the humorous sometimes, you know. Um, and a lot of his panels are very much like individual paintings as well. You know, there's so much sort of work gone into that one particular composition that he picks. Yeah. Um, and he uses it quite a lot, especially on his covers as well. You know, they're very similar in the sense of how everything's sort of set up on the page. Whereas Gabriel seems to be, as you said, he's looser. He goes around the page a bit more. Yeah. You know, he, it'll use the full page rather than, you know, you don't always get this kind of big area of washed out colour where, which looks lovely on Mike's stuff. Yeah. But I kind of like that Gabriel sometimes, it'll fill that up. Okay, that's interesting. With a ah, lot more okay. detail. So, yeah. Yeah. And of course, the, the the person we're ignoring is the cover artist, which is just incredible. Uh, James G. Yeah. Has some lovely work on this. I remember seeing it at the time and I'm... I'm that sort of grumpy age where I, I prefer my cover work art to be more similar to my interior art. So it is slightly different, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. um, I mean, James Hinder probably he did his uh, he did probably known by a lot of people for his the fables covers and stuff like that that he did. That's where I recognise him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Much more. Um, you could see them almost as X Men covers, maybe. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, and this is. Definitely not knocking the style either. Um, it kind of takes away a little bit some of the um, sort of quirky designs of the characters themselves. Yeah, they exactly. look like they're being sort of shoehorned into a superhero-y look. Yeah, on the on the the cover to issue one, Space Boy looks like Magne- yeah. Magneto. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, whereas if you were to compare him obviously with Gabriel's yeah. um, Space Boy, it's like well, no, now he looks like a very strange, interesting character. And uh, as I say, not knocking the other the thing it just yeah it just it brings a different style to them but um i don't know if it rings as well with the with the characters that they are yeah there's um this makes sense yeah i know what you mean they're 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 like a a painted cover that we're used to from there's somewhere Mm. somewhere between gabriel Barr and alex ross sits james jean to me somewhere yeah that's yeah yeah definitely um but lovely use of color um lovely use of iconography the 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 um the way that the Eiffel Tower splits up the cover um mm-hmm. on that first issue um and you get the various sides the various ages on either side of it I thought was very clever yeah, um brilliant. yeah no it's it's good and I I'm you know be it, be it as whiz I think we're sort of kind of used to that now but yeah I mean it were it they worked I'm fine with it the I have to say the the cover to the trade I've got the Umbrella Academy the Apocalypse Suite the the white violin yeah. I find a little bit too designer heavy for me, a little bit uninspiring, maybe. Yeah, um, no, very much so. I've got to be honest. It, you know, it, it surprised me that's why it pulled me in. You know, I looked at that thinking, but that doesn't look like a, yeah. a a book that I would normally bother looking at. Yeah. And, that, and and so I had to give it a credit after that because it did make me pick it up to, just to have a quick nose to see what was going on inside. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's not a cover. Yeah, I can imagine them. Um, they wouldn't have wanted to put that on a regular floppy. Yeah. So to give the uh, the other credits, you get, like, as you say, we've got Dave yeah. Stewart and, and Nate Pekos in um, who does yeah. the lettering. Um, there's an introduction in this in this copy I've got by Grant Morrison. A little quote from Grant Morrison: "Ultraviolet psychedelic sherbet bomb of wit and ideas. The superheroes of the 21st, 21st century are here at last." That's a love. I, I mean, it's overwritten. 
<laughs> but it's kind of cool. It's kind of nice. We, we 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 accept that from Grant, do we? And it's it's kind of evocative of what he's trying to say. And I get it. That Sherbert bomb comment, I think, lands well. Um, it's it yeah. one. It's, it's so it's got a little list of its wins. Comic book resources: best hundred comics, Harvey Award for best new series, Eisner Award for best limited series, best cover artist and best colorist, print magazine regional design annual award, and Yowza great graphic novel for teens. That's a Huh. Yeah, it doesn't say awesome comics podcast book of the year. It hasn't got that on there. Maybe one day, maybe one day we'll get that'd on the back. Reprint. That'll be in the reprint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, did you follow the story easily, dude? And a little open question for you there. Um, I'm gonna say probably not. Right. Okay. Uh, but then I've and this is one of my big fears in these sort of things. Right? I feel like I probably miss a lot of stories in in not just this book, in most of the stuff I read. Because I've spent so much time pouring over the panels that I've just looked at and trying to break them down in my head, thinking, oh, would I have tackled that? Oh, yeah. And I'll distract myself from actually following the flow of the story. So um, quite often I have to go back in for a second or third dip before I can sort of pluck anything out of the story that that I I maybe should have spotted first time around. So I'm going to say no. I think I I, I did leave it a couple of times and scratching my head a little bit going, I know I enjoyed that, but I'm not 100% I got it all. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. And even as a non-artist, I was sort of blown away with the visuals. And there's some stuff in it. I mean, there's a certain creature gets, a certain, let's not say creature, a certain person gets his head blown off at one point towards Mm. the end, which is an incredible panel. Um, yeah yeah but it's so strong and the art is so designed and so lovely and so um full of energy that i, ha- I i've had to go back and read it a second time to see what i missed genuinely yeah it's like yeah. it's like a bit like having a pause button on the film yeah every now and again you keep stopping to study it again and then you have to go back in again and go hold on so what we oh yeah we were up to this bit weren't we and, you yeah. saw, and then the next page is pow Oh, okay. There's another thing I got to look at. A bit of a walk around the block to have a think about it. Sometimes I think it's not yeah. a bad thing. With, you know, we rush our way through comics. I'm fucking trying to read. Yeah. My current thing is I try and read a thousand pages in a weekend, and I think I'm just being a twat because I'm not, in, you know, <laughs> rushing through the, you know the last five issues of the Avengers or something without taking it in probably. But yeah. But this is what I wonder. I can imagine a whole lot of us listening to this and everything. We'll probably look at our bookshelves and think I've got loads of lovely books here that I've bought over the years and comics in long boxes and yeah. and how often have I gone back in and which ones have I picked up to read again and again because yeah. I didn't quite, you know and there's only a there's probably quite a small percentage that you keep going back to. I agree yeah, completely, you, yeah. No, I, I, but you absolutely. want to read all the others just to get through them, don't you? You're like, oh, I want to get through that, or I enjoyed that, I want the next one. And, yeah, and you kind of just put them down and move on. Yeah, there really yeah. is. So, yeah, I, there's, you know, it's less than half of my books I've reread easily. Mm. And um, they cost so much, I don't know why we don't do it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, uh, so, I mean, it, sorry, man, go on. I was going to say, this was the nice thing about, um, I ain't going to ruin two and three, but say when three came out not that long ago, yeah. the third volume, um, I did pick those up in floppies at last, uh, and I picked up the the trade. And when I got that, I found myself going straight back to one and two first, just to refresh again, even though I know I've read them a hundred times. Yeah, I get you. It, I still felt the need to go through the whole thing again from the start, just to enjoy it all again, and uh, it worked. It, yeah, it, it set it up quite well. So there wasn't there wasn't a huge gap between volumes one and two, but there was like an, an immense yeah. gap, wasn't there? Yeah, I'm tempted to say it was pushing the best part of ten years, nearly. Yeah, so it's Apocalypse Suites, the one reread. Dallas is the next one, and Hotel Oblivion is the third one. Which, yeah, now that came out from DC, did it? The third one, or was it still Dark Horse? Um, let me just look down. I think it's still Dark Horse. Dark Horse, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, Dark Horse. Yeah, yeah, I like I like Dark Horse, and I think I'm glad they kept hold of it because they're losing so many things, aren't they? They lost Conan, Mm. they lost Star Wars, you know, they lost. 
predator, the lost alien. It all seems to be slipping away slowly, which is a shame. Yeah. Because they've done they've done well by them over the years, not perfectly, but they've certainly done well by a lot of these things. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. Okay, so I've got a couple of devil's advocate questions for you, Rory. Now, in a world that now we look for something different in our superhero comics and especially at the moment in our superhero TV series, um, do you think we've had enough of it? And the reason I say that, we've got Umbrella Academy, the TV series, we had Deadly Class, which didn't last, and we've got Doom Patrol, which I've yet to watch, but I own the Blu-ray of and I must get around to it. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, Do you think we're reaching the point where, and the boys even, the boys fits into that for me. Yeah, Do you think yeah. We're, we're reaching the end of this now. Do you think, or I, um, yes, and I think the reason being for me anyway is is kind of twofold really. I, I think it, yes, there's been it's, it came out as a hard and heavy, didn't it? Movies were seem to be coming out to a month in some stages. Yeah, um, and we're getting bombarded with them. Um, uh, there still seemed to be a, a, a link broken there between the the comic world and the movie world where you know you go into cinema and you didn't see an advert come up saying if you like this story about so and so go check out your local comic shop there's loads more stories about this character and that character go and have a look there was none of that going on yeah and so i kind of felt as though everyone got bombarded with the movie and the tv side of things that's where all the smart money's been going has been on the uh, streaming services yeah and so they're trying to make as much content as they can now on there that they can get their hands onto the licensing of i gather and so I found it, it's got that level now where, as you say, people are coming up to you saying, oh, have you watched the Umbrella Crowd? Did you know there was a comic attached to this? <laughs> yeah, you know, know. And you're like, yeah. And I know we all go through this, you know, we're like, well, yeah, we've been reading them for years, but I want you to enjoy <laughs> it as well. I'm not, not, you know, I don't want to stop you from enjoying it, but I, yeah. I do feel that, that, yeah, the whole superhero thing, I mean, even for the writers, it must be draining to try and come up with anything new Yeah. That, that, that's going to get passed and be allowed to be put out there because... As you know, if someone will come out of a winning thing, like say Superman the movie back in the day with Chris Reeve, all of a sudden every superhero movie that, it, that they'd want to get together would be, I want it looking a bit like that, or I want yeah. it to do what that did. You know, and yeah. they, they don't seem to take any new directions. And I, and the comic world, I, I confess, I haven't read too many of the superhero um, titles anymore. I still stick with Daredevil. Yeah. Um, who's interesting me at him again at the minute with uh, Chip Sadarsky. Back and that. It's back good again, Nick. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I think maybe we have to. I, I think, think maybe, maybe we... I think we're just over the pinnacle and it's starting to look down a hill. Yeah, now. I think we're maybe to me it's almost like we're at we're at too much quirk, you know. Mm. And they it ha, it's done differently in TVs. The quirk and the unusualness of the comic is just embedded in every image. It's mm. not done there with a you know raised eyebrow at the camera or you know like a knowingly cynical move. It's it's done with. Um, absolute style so we managed to fit the unusual in with the terrifying in with the action in with the you know little, yeah. little bits of the umbrella academy comic are played for laughs aren't they there are little moments there here and there yeah you know um but they can fit that in a panel it doesn't have to be tonally one thing where it gets churned out by a, a, a hollywood studio and i do really like that for this book um my son's my son loves the TV series, and I said, "Oh, have you read the? You know, do you want to read the Cardia mm. for Christmas sort of thing?" And he said, "I think I'll just enjoy the TV series." And I said, well, "It's a whole other world, dude. Do you know what I mean? It really yeah. is. It is. There are elements of it being different." Well, I'm delighted to announce my 11 year old niece oh, is nice. absolutely in love with the we're absolutely in love with the comic book. Oh, good. Okay. So I picked, I picked her up volumes two and three for this Christmas coming up. She's only read number uh, volume one, and she was absolutely buzzing off it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
So uh, there's still hope. Yeah, there is. There we go. Yeah, there was. And I think the, the other the other cynical part of me is, am I right in saying in the TV series they don't use the superhero names? Yeah, they didn't seem to. I was wondering how they were going to try and put. The, they, I think they may have done here and there. Right. Oh, okay. Um, right. But I haven't heard. I mean, I've, I've heard their first names more often. You know, Luther, Diego, yes, Klaus. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty much what everyone's sort of latched onto now. That's their names, and uh, yeah, you don't tend to get so much of the hero names out of them, which is a shame because uh, yeah, you know, that, that sort of keeps its its boots rooted in the comic world for us. Yeah. Um, um, the other thing I think it does well is time jumps are interestingly played out because it's kind of a core part of the story, um, and the fact mm. that they're outsiders aren't they they really they play up the outsider side of things mm. um which was always the way i felt about the x-men you know the x-men were together because they're outsiders but if they could go back and live in normal society they you know and get away with it they yeah. probably would and i i get the sense of that and you certainly get a sense of that with um the who is it what's the name the voice not the voice uh the rumor, uh, rumor. who's gone back yeah. and you know had a normal life and they're almost a bit jealous yeah. of her aren't they yeah yeah, and I know that um, Spaceball's got a bit of a crush on her anyway, I think. Yeah. And so he was he was a little bit taken aback anyway. But I think all, all the others, are, I say, obviously Kraken's out there still just doing his Batman thing, basically. He's fighting it all on his own. And the, I got the impression he feels as though the team should be together and still working. Yeah. But he wanted, he'd rather run it and possibly on his own. I think he wanted it as like a, like a little side group. That's how I took it anyway. Yeah, I get you. Um, uh, and and so yeah, and, and Klaus he seems to just want to come and go as and when he can be asked with it really. Yeah. Um, he, and he's not always there with you when he's there by the looks of it, you know, which is great. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, really good. Yeah. He's, he has got that feeling that he's got a toe in the other world. Um, um, so did you say you'd met Bar or had you met? No. Right. No. I okay. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> I know you. It's almost like when you come to conventions, I always feel like um, Rory's on a bit of a pilgrimage. Because you you seem to have to get because you have to get out of the uh, the county of Cornwall, don't you? It's uh, yeah, I mean, it's almost like four take... buses and a train, isn't it, or something? Yeah. I was going to say that can take a, a good week in itself just to get out of the county. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I've done often I've done often wander this far from the Shire if I can help it. Um, but yeah, it is. It's very much pilgrimage because it's it's basic, uh, especially thought bubbles become me my sort of mecca really. Yeah, uh, that's no, for a lot of us, I'm sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's the one place where I get to come and, and catch up with all of you at once. Yeah. All the people I speak to online, all of you know, and, and yeah, like a lot of us, you you know, you, you just get to rub shoulders with people. You didn't even realise who they were half the time until, you, you know, because you've only seen an avatar or something on the screen. Yeah, very true. Yeah. After yeah. had a beer and a chat and you realise who you're chatting to. It's like, oh, my God, I've been buying your stuff for ages. Yeah, I love it. You know, <laughs> and so, uh, you've got yeah. a very kind of our T-shirt, which is always very good of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> that, that's the that's the first thing the good lady wife packs in the uh, in the bag for me when I'm going. She's a good but lady, man. Got... I met your missus. Yes. She's a good lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said you've got to wear that on the first day. So it's become the thing now. First day of every con, I have the ACP t-shirt. <laughs> Thank you, man. Um, and just quickly, um, before we move on to you, dude, just a couple of quick things. Yeah. Um, the version I've got the um the trade paperback has got designing the Umbrella Academy, um, which is there's some. I'm not a huge fan of back matter if it's just put there, but this there's some really interesting oh, yeah. stuff going on in this. Yeah, very different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Gerard's, you know, obviously his early drawings. Um, he can yeah, draw, man, can't he? He's a good. Yeah. yeah, he really is. He could have released the book with ease, and I think people would have been quite happy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I would have still picked it up. Yeah, you know, he looked great. Um, I mean, my Chemical Romance, but, as I understand it, for, as an old bloke, are huge. Right. I know Sarah Harris. Yeah. Um, 
I was chatting to Sarah at Thought Bubble 2019, I think it was. No, 2018. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. she'd got in the lift with him. And it was like, oh. uh, and he was uh, with Way, and he was quite cool. She said he was all right. She sort of suddenly looks to her left, and there's Gerard Way standing there. And I thought, that's quite cool. But she said he was nice. Well, he, you know. he probably realised he was in the lift with Sarah Harris. Yeah, the mighty Harris. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some great little, uh, there's some great um, back matter in here. There's some of the um, the cover stuff, and there's also a short story, isn't there? Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a nice little addition at the end. Um, Where did that come from, man? Do you know? I'm not 100%, but I do know that a while ago they did a... D, uh, yeah, it was Dark Horse did a collection, didn't they? Um, of little stories. I'm trying to look at the spine now. It's on uh, MySpace, Dark Horse Presents. Um, and oh, I, found, I know the one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. yeah, and I found a Kraken story in that. Oh, um, right, OK. Boy, Gerard Butler. Uh, Gerard... Way. Gerard Way and yeah. uh, Gabriel Bay. Uh, a, Ger- um, a Gerard Butler thing would be a different comic altogether. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and yeah, so I wondered if maybe these had also found their way into. I don't know if there was more editions. I've only got number one there of um, MySpace. So I don't know if there was right. others, and maybe these little short stories were in those. I could be wrong. Okay, yeah. Just guessing there, really. But yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah, good. Um, so you'd recommend this to people to read? Is there any other books? Um. Is this the strongest of the series? Do you think of the three, or what's your opinion? Um, oh, I've got to be honest. I think they all three of them are pretty much on par. Right. Okay. Cool. I mean, this I was quite delighted with the third one when it came because because of that long break and that long gap in between books. Yeah. I was a little concerned that it might have lost a little bit of its feeling, but um, it didn't for me. Nice. I don't, I, the colorist changed. I can't remember who the colorist is on the third one. I do apologise. Um, oh, Flardy, is it? I want to say that. Okay. Is it? Nick Filardi, I think his name is. Right, okay. Anyway, but, um, yeah, I think pretty much all three of them are on, on part of each other, really. Yeah. Of the uh, um, of the Young Animal books, I've got to say, I really liked the Cave Carson book. I thought it was good. I like Ava and Oming's right. art. I'm, I've got to say, you, you, you'd be a fan of his art as well, would you? Or... I was just about to say, I'm going to jot that down, because I'm always up for new, uh, yeah. new stuff to read. Yeah, power, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the stuff he did with Bendis on Powers. I think it was really good. Um, yeah, cool. Nice one, man. Good choice. Right. Before we get into your, your work, sir, I'm just going to do our advert. So it's back to the fundraiser, oh. people. Um, another another reminder, you've had three podcasts out of me. We will have had three podcasts out of me this week, plus uh, the ACP, plus we've done a couple of extra um, interviews, which you're about to hear about. Um, we thought that Christmas was just around the corner from the ACP HQ. And it might be worth raising some money for a worthy charity, at the same time helping you to promote your own project. We've decided that our favourite charity is Cancer Research UK, but if you want to donate to another charity, then we won't say no, as long as it's not your own charity. <laughs> uh, so this is how it'll work. For a donation of £10, we'll give you a co- your comics project a big shout-out on the pod and in our social media. Uh, for £20, we'll grab a short 10-minute interview promoting you or your project of a, or a project of your choice. You might want to you might want to promote someone else's comic, for example, might be what you want to talk about. And we'll do a 10-minute. I just I did another one last night. We've got a few in the works, so it's been nice. People have been sort of jumping on that and seeing it as a good way to donate to charity and also get the word there about their upcoming Kickstarter, for example, or their webcomic or is. For £30, Dan will do your Synthwave pin-up. Um, numbers are limited on that one. For £30, Vince will do you a digital pin-up of a single character. Again, limited numbers on that. And for £30, I will do you a private critique of a comic-related project not a thousand pages, but something half decent. Um, and that's depends how many we get of that, but that's limited. Um, all we ask is that you you donate, so we don't have to manage any kind of donation or any kind of money. You just donate, and you send us the receipt, the email receipt. You get sent through, screenshot it, and send it to us wherever it's going to be. Um, if you want to make a donation without 
um, asking for a sort of something to be done, then feel free. We're not going to say no. Everyone who donates gets the now famous friend of the show badge. Um, it's both an internet badge and a real badge. Back to uh, Sarah Harris, Lady Harris. She's uh, actually made badges and is busy sending them out for us because uh, she also is a good egg. So there you go. That's what you can. If you want to, if you want to, we're up to about just under six hundred pounds as, as I as I speak now. So we're really pleased in uh, about a week and a half. So that's good stuff. Great. So moving on, Rory, you're a busy man. You're the busiest man in small press. Um, and, you, well, and you've got a day job as well, haven't you, mate? I've got a small day job, yeah, right, okay. um, which is currently I'm on furlough at the moment, which has sort of helped in a way. Right. Um, it's, ha- it's helping to get some of the uh, drawing work off the table. So um, Good stuff, man. So um, I think probably where I first saw your work was Resurrection Men, I'm going to say. Would that be right, right, okay. Well, it might have been Griff Crystal before Oh, of course that, I think. it was. Of course it was. Yeah. Griff Crystal. Well, ju- to be fair, actually, Tony, I did run them both back to back. I did right. Griff 1 and then Res 1, then Griff 2, Res 2. Right. <laughs> so they kind of bounced back and okay, forth. Yeah. And also the stuff you did with John Late, who we were just talking about. I've just been chatting to him online, actually. Um, you did you did a short yeah. with John, didn't you? I did, yeah. And uh, we were actually working on a, a thing once. Yeah, it, we, I think we dropped it in the end right. of a commitments and stuff, but um, uh, he had an interest in... Uh, um, a Yugos- Yugoslavian assassin called Milo, which was uh, it got a little way down the line. It was quite a bit of fun, that. And, oh, nice. But uh, yeah, but I fully understand why you know we we had to drop it when we did. So uh, so did you? Um, I hope to work with John again someday. Yeah, John's a good lad actually. I'm, I'm friends with John, and we once yeah, a year, once a year we have a, we go all go to a party together. Me and sort of mutual friends, sides, Ian, Ken, and all these sort of people. But the oh. um, are you um, did you go to art school or anything like that? I'm not I'm not saying I didn't. Uh, think I you didn't. Were, no, okay. Yeah, no, no, I did it at A-level. Okay. Yeah, it was self-taught. My mum used to paint, my dad could paint a bit. I was always drawing as a kid. And then, yeah, through school, ended up doing it as an A-level. Right. Um, sort of passed that and then pretty much just carried on off my own back afterwards. Um, dropped it for a quite a while. Yeah, that sort of period where you sort of fall out of stuff a little bit. Yeah. Girls and beer was probably involved for a little section there. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, as soon as I got back into it, um, it was all guns blazing again. I, I, I sort of, I've always liked to keep my hand in anyway. But, um, and then yeah. Griff Crystal was with Maddius, wasn't it? Is that right? Yeah, it's yeah. with Maddius, yeah. Um, that was one that uh, I pretty much picked up when I went to my first London Super Comic Con, uh, oh, which wow. was the one after Stan. It was that one that you boys had went, your first one. When oh, you boys okay. were setting up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the first one the three of you went for the, the for a, have a table. That, that was a good day, um, man. That was a good 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 con. Yeah, yeah, we were stuffed a bit in the corner, yeah, but we had a chuckle. A yeah, uh, yeah. Dean Beatty was yeah, just was down good, from good. us, and yeah, it was all right, you know. Yeah, I met John Ramita Junior. and um, um, Klaus Jansen. They're all there. Right. Um, Sinkovic, I saw him. That might have been. I may be mixing two years up mm. there, but I do remember seeing those guys blowing me away a bit, thinking, "Wow." Yeah. So what this was it? Very real. What was it that suddenly fired you up to do comics in? again um well it was because i hadn't actually attempted any comics i've done loads of drawings in the background and stuff and kept booting it around kicking the can down the road for years until yeah literally i went to a seminar in london it was at the guardian offices of all places but i went there i heard of this and yeah um uh stephen appleby was there he was doing it a bit um Oh, I can't remember the bloke who's running now. But anyway, he's a very famous. Uh, he's he's always involved in all the, these sorts of things. And that just oh, gave Paul me Gravette, a push. Oh, Cap- asked him. Yeah, asked okay. him. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> and uh, Carrie Fransman, she was there as well. She just um, not long brought out uh, a how the house that moans. I think it's called or something okay. like that. Okay, I like Apple's um, work. We I've I've chatted to oh, Stephen yeah. a bit, 
and I reviewed. I got an early copy of um, Dragman to review. And yeah. I'm, I'm so pleased it's turning up on a lot of best of lists this year because I think it deserves it. It's oh, a really good fantastic book. Fantastic book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. I couldn't wait for it to come out when it did. You know. Yeah. Um, and and uh, yeah, I listened to your reviews actually. Oh, thanks, man. We're desperate. Very, very we're desperate to get him on the show. Um, but he wants to do an interview in person. He won't. He, he doesn't like Skype ones. So, and as soon as we oh, arranged okay. it, of course, we we then locked down. So I'm hoping yeah, to meet yeah. up with him at some point. But yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, mate. Yeah, I remember. So, yeah, I remember yeah, hearing yeah. about the sorry, 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 I remember hearing about that Guardian yeah. thing and regretting that I hadn't gone. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that was that was the kick at the backside I needed really. Yeah, you because know, being down here in Cornwall, as lovely as it is, you can feel a bit cut off from the rest of the world. And so the idea to go up London and and, and get this done, it just fired the spark. And, and then I straight off the back of that, I bought a ticket for the London Super Comic Con. And then straight off the back of that, I started getting a Twitter account, which then seemed to get Rob Jones involved at first. <laughs> and there was also a, a Neil Sandbrook for Fly Comics. Yeah, I know Neil. He's a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah, he gave me a call as well. So I did two jobs straight off the back of that sort of first weekend, really, and that just that's it. And Blue Touch Paper was lit. I was re- raring to go. Neil's been like, about keep... for years. I love Neil. He's. I remember Neil. Yeah, I remember Neil at Bristol and stuff. Yeah, we used to chat then. We were old friends, me and Neil. He's hmm. um, he's a bricklayer, Neil, isn't he? Oh but yeah, no a, idea. Yeah, but a comic yeah. writer. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah, really interesting guy. Yeah, okay, so um, Resurrection Men, two issues we've had so far, is that right? Two so far. Yeah. Um, I've drawn the third. Oh, wow, okay. Um, uh, yeah, Nick has the third, um, but I don't know what state of play. He was going to be lettering it sort of before the lockdown started. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what state of play he's been in. He's had a lot of ups and downs anyway, and so he's. Uh, I think he was focusing on trying to get some work stuff sorted out for himself first. Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't been in touch with him actually for a while. I must find out. But yeah, he's got issue three anyway. That's there on his table, ready to letter whenever he's ready to release it. He did say he was going to put it straight on um, Comic House when it was ready. Oh, just I to be saying, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just so everyone can finish off the, the sort of that part of the story, really. Yeah, I very um, much so, enjoyed yeah. that series, man. And it's, um, yeah, the style is, you can so see it as a, an Umbrella Academy book. Do you know the, some of the yeah, laboratory yeah. stuff and the, the old house and. Yeah, and the review I gave of it, um, I think I wrote a review for the, a site for it, and it's still the, one of the most read reviews on that site still. Oh, awesome, yeah. yeah. I remember, actually, very kind of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I was right delighted. Yeah, good. Because uh, you, you never know these things when you send them off out there, whether people are going to like them or exactly. not. So, yeah. yeah, and you've got you've just done the Hordes of Surrey as well, is that right? Hordes of Surrey, yeah, yep. that's going well. Um, just finished out, but a good few little reviews in from that, I gather. Um, I was just talking to Dave, actually, two, three days ago about, it's looking at getting into issue two in the spring. Nice. Um, Good stuff. So uh, I might start doing a bit of background work for that early just to get the balls rolling. Because we like to have everything, like all of them, we like to get the, the work print, uh, ready for print before you launch. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. like you guys do. So you can just, basically, you're just taking orders, really. It's comfortable, isn't it, isn't it then? Yeah, you're not, you're yeah. not stressing. Like, um, I was looking through my Kickstarters today thinking, oh, two and a half years. You know, I've been waiting on that one, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh god, yeah, I still got one of those. Been waiting. Yeah, I must push about two years now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good. Mm. And what else you got on the on the the board, mate? At the moment. Uh, the, now at the minute, I am finishing. Um, well, finishing the personal project. Uh, right. I did one during lockdown. I did release page by page uh, a, a kind of all ages book that I'm doing called uh, yes. Space Boy and the Would Be King. Looks great. Or man. the Future King. I've changed it to now. Um, and that's a little kind of tale about King Arthur as a kid living to here. And uh, and Merlin as a younger man, and they kind of meet up. Um, 
but in a little bit of a kind of Calvin and Hobbes stroke, yeah, Asterix and Roblix kind of thing. I want a kind of friendship going between them a bit like Calvin and, and Hobbes, if I can, which is going to be some. Push, no, I've been but... following that, man. I like it. It looks, looks great. It looks really right, good. Um, yeah, 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 man. Well, right. issue two is almost done um, on that one, and I'm writing my book, which was initially called Incomers of the Bloated Goat, but I've now changed it to Dicks, <laughs> which, which stands for Dimensional uh, Intervention um um covert kill squad good like it so yeah dicks, dicks for short <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah all that you could just write a story about people on twitter but there you go yeah i know what you mean <laughs> that's great man absolutely brilliant blown away by your work man and i, I do think I'm, I'm so chuffed about that little secret you let out there yeah so good yeah yeah I'm very I was on saying I had already told you or not. See, and when you, when you sort of said, "Oh, I thought we were mates," what you told me, I was like, "Oh, damn! <laughs> oh, I know we meant to tell you." Yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah. Like, the um, have you, you, are what, you going to follow it up a bit? Do you think it's worth a, a follow up? Well, this, this was it. Um, the book I've just mentioned there, Dicks. The style of that is very much like the Umbrella Academy in a sense. It's a kind of a team book. Yeah. Um, which I've never obviously attempted. But I was thinking, if I get some of the pages of that done, I'm going to pin back to Sean and uh, just sort of get my nose back under his radar and say, "Oh." Yeah. It's worth sticking these yeah. in, man. And they're de- they're, all these I companies thought, are looking he... for decent people these days, you know. Yeah, really and are. I've seen some of the stuff that he, he that he's on at the minute, but I've looked at it and thought, actually, I could have got onto that. I wouldn't mind doing that one. And, yeah. you know, I think my work my work might have sort of fitted in well in that universe. So uh, I'm going to keep pinging back and forth, I think, yeah, now. And, it, uh, yeah, get on it. Yeah, yeah definitely. It'll be interesting. Good. Right. Certainly very anyway yeah ideal man yeah so good yeah, i think you'd be ideal for it so where can we find where can people find your books where can they buy them and where can they stalk you online babes uh they can stalk me online on uh rory draws four that's the number four um and that's on twitter tumblr facebook and instagram cool. um to buy the books all over the place Madius would be doing i don't have any of me of my own to bring out so Madius has got the griff gristles i think nick might still have um Resurrection Men left. I know Hordes of Surrey, uh, Dave Wimblett's got him somewhere. But if you look for Hordes of Surrey on the, on Twitter, you should be able to find him through that. Yep. Um, I, I'd say I think all, nearly all of those guys are... And um, Comic House. Yeah, and Comic House. I think Dave Wimblett yeah. is on uh, the Awesome Comics chat on Facebook as well. I see him oh, post okay. stuff there. Brilliant. Yeah, so if you remember yeah. that, you just knock him up and see if he's got any books left. Yeah, yeah good stuff, man. Um, you can find my work at uh, tributepress.bigcartel.com. We've literally today received our package of Hercules Ghost Commando, so that should be in your post boxes if you've pre-ordered it any day soon. Uh, we're over the moon about how it's, it's turned out. It's, Looks it's, uh, awesome. Really pleased. Um, it's not safe for work, and uh, we're, <laughs> and we are banned from Kickstarter. But the, uh, uh, and I've just I'm about halfway through writing uh, issue four, which I'm very excited about. And also, is that is that printed on the cover banned from Kickstarter? We should have done, shouldn't we? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Um, Badge of honour. And we're and um, not not I said this at all anywhere, but um, um, I'm uh, I'm working with Daryl Thorpe on a bit a bit of a project as well <laughs> at the moment, which I'm very excited about. Daryl and I talk about it every day. We're very excited about it, and it's uh, oh, it's looking good. I'll give you, I'll tell you a little bit more about it when we finish, Roy. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I love his stuff, and uh, he's certainly within within our sort of tribute press ballpark with what he's writing it's a little bit different for him and uh, I, th- I think he's really stretching with um his concept art and stuff so yeah so it's very good um good thanks for that man um absolute pleasure as always and uh, hopefully we'll meet up some point soon we definitely will my good man we definitely will <laughs> cheers mate cheers Tony.